Section 28 of The Road to Mandalay. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Read by Linda Marie Nielsen, Vancouver, B.C. The Road to Mandalay by Betha Mary Croker. Ma Chit. Although Shafto had many acquaintances and continual engagements, he never forgot his first friends, the Salters, and still strolled over of an evening, accompanied by Roscoe, to sit on the veranda, talk, smoke, and listen, until his companions began to discuss such abstract questions as, What is the real driving force of life? or to argue on the philosophy of buddhism or herbert spencer's descriptive sociology and the unknowable when conversation turned in this direction shafto felt entirely out of his element and slipped indoors to play games with rosetta or her mother recently it had struck him that ma chit appeared to have become more or less a permanent member of the establishment being so constantly with her cousin she took an enthusiastic interest in rosetta's brick building superintended and sharply criticized may lay's games of donimos and even suggested herself as a substitute burmese dominoes are black with brass points and held in the hand like cards mrs slater a keen and clever opponent indignantly refused to relinquish her post to her relative and was radiant and triumphant when she carried off a stake of eight annas shafto would have enjoyed these matches and this contest of wits and luck had ma chit been elsewhere instead of leaning on his chair looking over his hand laughing throwing quick glances and making idiotic remarks once he had been not a little startled to find her tiny brown fingers inserted between his collar and his neck he shook them off impatiently he hated such practical jokes and said so in no measured terms more than once he had been solemnly assured the fascination of this girl's personality worked like a charm and it had become disagreeably evident that she wished to cast a spell over him how often had her bright black eyes imparted an alluring tale however he felt himself well protected by an impenetrable shield on which was inscribed the name of sophie and ma chit gracefully posturing with tingling bangles and twittering talk had no more effect upon her prey than a stone image no although she hung over him tapped him with two eloquent fingers whispered jokes in his ear and filled his nostrils with an exquisite and voluptuous perfume she was powerless one evening 
he happened to be playing chess with Salter. Roscoe was at Pew. Melee was putting Rosetta to bed, but Ma Chit was present, listening, smiling, and smoking her white cheroot. At the conclusion of a close and hard-fought game, in which Shafto was victorious, she leant over, gazed into his eyes, and stroked his face with two caressing fingers. As he drew back quickly, she burst out laughing and exclaimed, "'But why are you so shy, dear boy, always so shy, so odd and so foolish?' Shafto found the siren undeniably pretty and seductive, but at the same time irrepressible and odious. He hated her cat-like litheness, her undulating walk, and the unmistakable invitation of her whole personality. "'Come, Machit, behave yourself,' said her host, said her host sternly. "'If you can't,' You don't come here again. The beauty received this admonition with a scream of laughter, tossed a flower at Salter, wafted a kiss to his guest, and faded away into the veranda. By degrees, thanks to his constant encounters with Ma Chit, Shafto avoided the Salter's bungalow, and Roscoe made his visits alone. But as it was not more than 300 yards from the chummery, Shafto had a painful conviction that, when dusk and darkness had fallen, the neighborhood of his compound was haunted, not by the malignant and resident gnat, but by the graceful and sinuous figure of a little Burmese girl, once a stone, to which was attached a paper was thrown into his room. On it was inscribed in a baboo's quirky hand, Do come and talk to Ma Chit. End of section 28